Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have it. go with the cheesy intro in the cutoff i'm in my element we're doing it big doing it later than we uh normally do checking in here just just before the 2 p.m bell rings here central time in iowa usually knock these out right after lunch sometimes before lunch didn't know exactly what I was going to talk about today, but it's going to be relative to what I've been doing to stay uh, relatively fit over the last week or two weeks. As you guys know, that consistently listen to the podcast, we deal with the rib injury, the rib feeling much better. As an update, the rib feeling much better. Feels less like it's turned sideways, feels more like it's supposed to. My rib for three weeks was like, I just woke up every day and my rib was just double birding me. <laughs> you think you're going to have a good day. You're wrong. That was my rib, but it's better now. Now the wife, not that she could really stop me. Isn't real keen on me working out full go yet with weight for another mm, week and a half here. That'll be, that'll mark about at least four weeks from the last time I worked out with weights, yada, yada. We kind of already went over all this. But we're, we're nearing in on more weight work soon. All right. So these, if you're watching the YouTube version, which is none of you, the, uh, the, the flubberness relative to what I've looked like before, uh, that is soon to change. Hovering around 200 pounds, lowest I've ever been is 184, like in the morning, uh, super dehydrated, nothing in me. Uh, I think with this whole CrossFit thing, 190 is a really good weight. Potentially even in the low 190s up to 195, but definitely not 200. 200 is just too heavy for me, uh, at least right now. With no weight, that poses a, a problem, right? And that is minimum effective dose of, of working out. How do you, that's today's topic is minimum effective dose. We'll go over that in a second and probably more in detail on several episodes of this podcast as we continue to create it. But today we're going to go over the general idea of some people just want for the rest of their life. In fact, a lot of people fall into this category because people just hate working out. They're not. You know, it's not the most fun for most people. And I understand that. So what's the, what's the least amount of work I can do while still getting the greatest amount of benefit? Essentially is what most people are going to fall into. 
This is the category that 95% of people are going to fall into by the time at some point in their life, right? Sheesh. This is the category that 95% are going to fall into by the time they're 25. And then after that, maybe 30. Then after that, even those who continue to stay competitive or athletic or, com- you know, competing in something or um, at some point, you know, you're 60, you're 65, you just want to do the minimum required work to get the most health benefit. That's minimum effective dose. How little can I do to get the best results? And there's a lot of studies done on this. And here's my thoughts on it. During the winter, I was, I was playing around with a lot of this. Um, I just recently got that Echo Bike from Rogue. Incredible piece of equipment, first of all. You need, in my mind, and I'm dead serious when I say this, to be very lean, very lean and muscular and look like most people when they see like an Instagram influencer like that. You know, most people who have like abs and muscles, I truly believe that with the correct diet, which is 90% of this, maybe 85% of this equation, which sucks for most people. But if you get the correct diet, all you have to do physical activity wise is move for about 30 to 45 minutes a day and equipment wise to do that moving. I don't think you need anything more than a single dumbbell and maybe a band or a a pull-up bar that goes over a a door frame or something, right? Not even something. It's much easier to do pushing movements and kind of leg movements, obviously without a pull-up bar, but without a pull-up bar, you can't do anything that's real pulling. I think if you got a pull-up bar or a band to hook to something that you could pull for resistance, do lat pull-downs, you could do straight arm pull-downs, you could do rows, you can always find something to do a body weight row on. Honestly, I don't even know if you need the pull-up bar. I think you need one dumbbell and you could be ripped for the rest of your life and be extremely healthy because everybody has access to stairs and everybody, no matter where you're starting from, this is not true. Most people can baseline walk for a very short amount of time, a very short distance, right? And that's all you need to start with. You can be absolutely, you can look better than 99.9% of the population and function better than 99.9% of the population with a dumbbell. For women, that's going to range somewhere between 20 and 30 pounds. And for men, that's going to range somewhere between 40 and 60 pounds. One dumbbell, a set of stairs, and your body. And that's all you need. A crap load of hydration. I'm talking minimum a half gallon if you're a woman, three quarters gallon if you're a man, and then a really, really clean diet that's dialed in 
scientifically and mathematically. That's all you need. And that's the answer, right? That's the answer you're looking for. It's like, how little can I do and still look good? Well, that, that's the answer. And then the question begs is why do we, you know, why do I need like a yoga membership and a lifetime membership and a uh, uh, anytime fitness membership and then a, uh, a powerlifting membership? And uh, you, you don't. It's nice to have variety. It's definitely nice. It's going to be a whole lot easier mentally, probably emotionally, probably physically to have access and resources that diversify your stimulus. But you don't need it. A dumbbell, stairs, you know, maybe I think my stairs are like 13 steps up one flight and then turn the corner and it's 13 steps up to the third floor. You know, so 20 stairs, a dumbbell, and the open road. Because even then, if you live somewhere where it's cold, a dumbbell you can work with inside. It's not going to be too heavy. You can do a bunch of reps. You're not slamming it down on your, on your floor. And you can walk the steps of your house up and down at minimum. I'm telling you, this, this winter, I did mostly stair workouts where for 20, 30, sometimes upwards of 40 minutes, I would just combine body weight movements, squats. Cause that's, that's what people aren't thinking about is like how many body weight movements can you do? Especially if you add leverage of, of a wall, a couch, a chair, something that everyone has, then you throw in a dumbbell in there and you can now load all of those movements. Plus do a few others that you couldn't without a dumbbell. And then you add in stairs for a cardio. Right now, tomorrow or soon, when you, the next time you don't have a planned workout or you have an extra workout to throw in, you want to know how you want to, you want to feel minimum effective dose, set a timer for 20 minutes and go up and down the stairs as fast as you can, as many times as you can. You'll realize mm, real quick that's about all you need. You could be plenty fit with a set of stairs. Now, how many people want to run the stairs every single day or, you know, they're five days a week or three, four days a week for the rest, you know, for, for the next 40 years, not very many people, but it's all you need. And people make the excuse that they don't have a gym. They don't have the equipment. All that's nice. It provides a whole lot of variability and ways to specify and hone in on certain parts of your body, certain functions, certain abilities to get stronger. Obviously, you're not in this sort of uh, situation. You're not going to be super strong. But you don't need to be super strong in life. You just need to be strong enough. And that single dumbbell would, would provide plenty for most people. There's a lot of other ways to, to go about minimum effective dose. You can break it down into, hey, here's a single piece of equipment. What's the minimum effective dose and how do I work with just this single equipment? How do I work with just a dumbbell and get the most out of that? I listened to a podcast by a CrossFit guy who I really respect, speaks very well, incredible programmer. And he said, if all you had was a weighted lunge 
for the rest of your life, like you had one dumbbell or kettlebell or plate or whatever kind of weight, and all you could do was lunge while holding that weight for the rest of your life, you would be a very fit individual. I'm yawning. You'd be a very fit individual. And you'd be doing one movement forever. You hold hold it in the goblet position or overhead or at your side and just lunge. And you'd be fit as hell. Fitter than 85, 90% of humans. So minimum effective dose. Don't get caught up in you need the gym, you need this, you need that. What I tell people often is, hey, people who are at ground zero, they don't work out, they don't know anything about nutrition, they just want to lose weight, and they want it to be very, very simple. Here's what I tell them. Drink a crap load of water to the point where you're peeing all day long. Go walk for 30 to 45 minutes and try and increase that pace and length every time you do it, upwards of an hour. And eat the correct amount of calories. And if you do that, you're living healthy, baby. You're living pretty healthy. That snapped episode mm, 25. I don't know. Uh, Minimum effective dose. We're going to get into this more uh, because there's a lot to talk about as far as, oh, if I have a kettlebell or if I just have an elliptical or I just have this or... You know, not even so much minimum effective dose of this equipment, but minimum effective dose of nutrition or minimum effective dose of cardio versus strength training, stuff like that. All very interesting stuff that only nerds like, like me. Um, yeah. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the actual podcast where I talk about the 30-day challenge. I'm sure I did. But if you are interested or if you are someone who has done the challenge before, please listen up quickly. The next 30-day fast fit challenge where we use a very, very simple intro beginner intermittent fasting protocol to lose upwards average is sitting right at about 12 pounds a month, regardless of your man or female, where you're starting. 12 pounds a month is what people who have committed to this and been disciplined through the entire thing have lost. That challenge goes live on May 31st, I believe is a Monday. And it will run through the month of June, the June 30 day challenge. If you are a first timer, the first 10 people are going to, uh, the first 10 people are going to get a code for 25% off. If you are a returning challenger, and you refer somebody to the challenge, you get 25% off. I will pay you to do, I will pay you. You know what, actually, let's switch that up. If you're a returning challenger, you get 75% off. And your referral gets the 25% off as well. So uh, we will we will get all those details figured out, but keep that in mind as the challenge looms closer. That's it for the Snap Podcast this week. I'm Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.